Here comes the Here comes the Here comes the Y'all don't really want it like yeah. Here comes the Yo, 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 what's going on guys? Welcome to another episode of the Hard Hits Podcast. The podcast bringing you all the latest news in the hard-hitting sports. I go by the name of Man Like Doms, MLD, whatever you want to call me. And I'm here with AB. Yo, yo, yo. Yeah, so today we're just going to be breaking down the latest action in the world of boxing. And we're going to start off with Charlo and Castaño. Um, AB, what did you think of the fight? Charlo lost that fight for me. Mm-hmm. I felt like he was winning. He was winning the first few rounds, first and second round, doing what he does best, working the opponent, checking how they fight, doing all the assessment and calculation of the, of the fighter opponent. What Brian Castado was doing, mm. but eventually, Brian Castado always knew I'm not here to stand and just like be in the center and make, let you dictate the ring. Yeah. So what he did was basically put pressure on him. He was a more of the aggressive fighter. And he came and with the mentality like, you know what, this guy, because in, I'm in his back garden in Vegas, and he thinks that, oh, like, I'm just gonna, he's just going to walk over me. But what they don't understand is that these South American boxers come from a background where they're all about fighting. Like, yeah. nothing else is to them about fighting. Mm. So he came with that whole forward, aggressive boxing, like Marcus Maidana, yeah. when he fought Mayweather years back. And he was putting him on the ropes heavy and hard. So and was it was it a case of like um, because he knew he wasn't in his back garden, he kind of had to because I feel like in, 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 in boxing, what tends to happen is more of a like there is more of a bias when it comes to like the refing and stuff yeah. like that for like the home fighter. And so mm-hmm. if you're like the away, well, the guy who's fighting away from home, technically, you have to put more the like impetus on the other person otherwise you're leaving it to the judges hands you're leaving it up to um, yeah technically because yeah. it's the politics of the sport itself where it's like the opponent you're fighting against if you're on their home turf mm. they're kind of 10% or 20% always ready won so mm. when you're the, op- you're, when you're the opponent you got to go out there and fight mm. so he went there now the round two and the first round it was like okay he lost those rounds but he started picking up momentum and Charlo was on the ropes for the whole duration of that fight. Yeah. We're talking between third round to the eighth round. Mm-hmm. All these other championship rounds where we say like the nine and 10 and 11th round where Charlo kind of like fought back a bit. Mm. But by that time, it was a bit too late. Yeah. But it saved him enough to draw the fight. And when Charlo went to the went to his corner, his coach would even tell him, listen, like, you need to get me a knockout because you ain't going to win this fight anymore and you're leaving it to yeah. this guy's hands. And this guy's actually come here and proving the case that he can actually take the belt off you. Was that was that like um, was that more of a mind game thing from his like corner? Or was it like the actual fact that like bro, you're losing like do something or when it come when it comes to boxing, they call it a championship round. Mm. You know you have them tennis. They got the match point yeah, round. Yeah, you, you, UFC as well. They have um, the fourth and the fifth round is the yeah, championship rounds. Where yeah. you know you got to start proving something. Yeah, yeah. And then the last three rounds of boxing, you got to show something. But by that time. Is a case of either you can turn the tide around mm. or the other opponent's got the momentum. Okay. And Brian Costello had the momentum on his side. So, so he couldn't even do anything about it. So if you do well in like those last rounds, it leaves the lasting impression on like the judges' heads to like 
exactly. in your favour. Exactly. And, the, and we've seen it in other fights before in other divisions where, you know, the first fight with Tyson Fury and Wilder, yeah, yeah. where, like, Fury was actually outboxing, outscoring Wilder. But because Wilder had two knockouts in the first round and the last round, it became a draw. Yeah. Do you see on getting my point? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you you have to show something in their back garden because everyone knows in that first fight, Fury, Fury won that fight. Obviously going off the topic, but yeah. Fury won that fight. But because, but because he's, yeah. the, he's not the stable fighter and Wilder was, they made it a split one because they were too scared to lose the belts. True. And that's the politics of boxing yeah. and the, uh, like, the economics of boxing as well because these fighters, they got all these deals with their promoters, with also the residents of Vegas as well where they fight and also the revenue it brings. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you lose your belt, you have no, you don't have a sense of value to them anymore. Yeah. And you've lost them the prestigious prize of bringing their economy rapidly, okay. yeah. helping the restaurants, helping the casinos, helping the hotels in the area. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you kind of need them to win the fights. But if you don't win your fight and it goes overseas, then there's a whole big problem. There's a whole big problem money. now. Yeah, yeah. And this is why in some of these contracts with the fighters, they put like, a rematch clause yeah so they at least have the chance to win it win back it. and they put the pressure on that stable fighter mm-hmm. to like, get that belt back I think um, like that's why I kind of like um, mentioned in the last pod by the way if you haven't already before you finish listening to this pod go check out the first one that we dropped uh, last week I think you'll enjoy that one just as much as you hopefully enjoyed this one so like the, in, the, in the last um, pod I kind of just briefly mentioned the idea of like boxing has like filler rounds in the sense of like um like there's those rounds in the middle that you can kind of score either way you can Mm kind of that's where like the decisions at the end is always like you never know which way it can go because it's like oh there's you could say oh you won the first one but then those middle four again go either way and And sometimes some of these fighters as well they can be so quiet in the whole fight it comes to the later rounds, the later stages, they're preserving the energy to do that knockout. Mm. Like, for example, a couple of years back when Manny Pacquiao was fighting um, Marquez mm. in the fourth round, I think, or the fourth fight, sorry, and Marquez was kind of losing the fight and he just gave Pacquiao like, a devastating knockout and he dropped on the floor mm. and he won the fight. Like, stuff like that can go happen, being the case, but I think with last night, it was a full sense of Charlo really needs to Go back to the drawing board, look at where he can improve and how he can deal with a certain style of fighter, yeah. like a brawler. Because that's what Castano, Castello was yesterday, a brawler. He wasn't a boxer, he was a brawler. He was coming at him hard and heavy. Yeah. And that's the, that's the sort of South American style of boxing. It's standing in the middle, going at it toe-to-toe, no backing down, no backing back either. Mm. Where the American style of boxing is more like the jab and move and stuff. Yeah. Protect yourself first and then you box. That whole style, but... This is when they say styles make fights. Yeah, yeah. And this is a whole example of it. Like, because you need it. You need a styles make fights, but it also you need to understand that how are you going to adapt when it comes to the rematch, when it comes to the, the next stage or the next opponent has the same sort of style, how are you going to amend or make changes in your camp? Yeah. Is it, would you say it's easy to like um, adjust your style or is it like one of them things where it's like, I've been doing this one way for so long that it's hard for me to get out of habits that I've learned. Like, could I'm, you just get a new camp and then learn how to do everything that you're weak at and then... I mean, I want to say fight. you didn't necessarily get a new camp. You can keep your, like, your coaching stuff and stuff, but you can get different sparring partners okay. to help yeah. you understand a bit more of 
the opponent's style. Mm. So you can come and get that region, geographical region of style of fighters, where they come from, to come and fight you in your training camp. Yeah. Or, or people who fight close to that certain person's style of fighting or okay. boxing. Yeah, so it's similar but, to the UFC. Yeah, sort of thing, yeah, but eventually, if you don't change your style of fighting, or you don't make it more muscle memory and calculate that what's happening, you're going to fall in a situation where you're going to get caught. Yeah. Because you become repetitive. And these opponents will look at it like, okay, he always does this against his opponent. Mm-hmm. Because every fight you have is another is someone else's homework of recording you and yeah. seeing what you've done and how you perform. So they're always going to catch you out. So you always got to be a bit unpredictable. Yeah. But then in some cases, when you've clocked or done a maneuver so many times on certain Southpaw or Orthodox fighters mm-hmm. or brawlers or stuff or different people that come with different styles, you know, okay, that's how I'm going to fight against this person and it's always going to work. Yeah. But it doesn't work for everybody. Some people are special cases and stuff. Special like. cases, yeah. exactly. By the way, if it, if it does kind of sound like I'm like asking Albert a lot of questions and I'm kind of like <laughs> interviewing man, like like, like as a um, proper um, analyst in, in boxing, yeah, because I'm more of a, like a novice on boxing. I, I would say my expertise in like quote mark uh, quotation marks is more UFC, and so I'm just trying to get more of an understanding to see if I can find like similarities and like. When nah, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know a bit. Like, you know a bit. When I say I'm a casual fan, I mean like, bro, tracksuit buttons, that <laughs> casual, like that level of casual, not not like jeans on the top, like just pure casual. Like obviously, I know AJ, I know all the the big names, the big names in that, innit? But yeah, like this was my first time seeing um, uh, Charlo and Castaño fight. But everything that you're saying in terms of like, you can still pick up in the same things of like um, Castaño, pretty much had him on the ropes for like the first like eight rounds like he yeah. had it like it was yeah. pressuring and pressuring Pressure. but still somehow it came out to a split decision in the end and then which people knew that Castello won that fight but the thing is, is I like, saw it that way yeah but that's the thing is like how what, what do you think is the reason as to why it's like why why that even happened like a draw because even me as a novice of boxer I'm watching I'm sitting there like there's no way this is a draw, fam. Like, what What do you think is, like, the reasoning behind that? Again, it's just like, you know, who makes the most money? Mm. Who Who do you want to be a superstar? That's the case of it. The cello, cello's got a brother, twin brother, mm. called Romel, Romel and Romel. Mm. So it's like, who do you want to keep in the cash, the cash cow of the business? Yeah. Do you want to go and fight someone in Argentina who's going to hold that belt and think about when they're going to fight or when, when they don't want to fight. Or do you want somewhere under your camp, under your banner, mm-hmm. they speak your language, you're more relatable because they're American fighters and you can, can you can more relate to them. Yeah. So it's like, you have to pick and choose against politics and a sport of entertainment. Yeah. And it kind of goes into like, you know, what are we going to do about this to make sure it doesn't go overseas? And this happens, this hasn't happened just recently. Mm. This happened, like, we're talking all the way to Joe Lewis's time mm. when he was fighting opponents that were from, like, Germany and, like, Italy. Mm. And at the time during the World War, when he was fighting, these were countries that people were obviously against during wartime. Yeah. And then you had to do a segregation of the black fighter that they didn't want to have black fighters fighting at that time. Mm to like now we go pick between do you want a negro fight or a black fight with these, mm. to have these belts or have a German person or Italian person have these opponents or belts yeah. so it's like you have to find the middle ground and in this situation now it's about money do you want to lose this money 
or keep this money by having this person keep the belt at least for now so we can look at a rematch to yeah. have a bit where he can refocus and recharge and look and he has his homework on that person to be like okay now I know what to do yeah better like I think that's where the main difference is when it comes to UFC and boxing in the sense of like um, UFC because it's all under UFC it's kind of like it doesn't matter who the champion is you're fighting in Vegas every single time or you're fighting in Abu Dhabi also as well as like the difference between UFC and boxing is that UFC's got one belt yeah yeah and it's all under one promoter yeah. Whereas in boxing, there's different boxers, different organizations of belts, and different promoters. Bro, that's just too much, man. I so you got <laughs> too so you much. got the WBC, the WBA, the WBO, the IBF, and then you got the Ring Magazine belt as well. Mm. And everybody can hold certain things. Whereas last night in this division of this fight, in the super welterweight division. It could have been unified for the first time in that division. Yeah. It's never happened before. So who do you want to get unified? American or Argentinian? And if you unify those belts and it goes all to one person, Argentina, it's gone. Yeah. So I you want to keep yeah, you want to keep it in house. You want to keep it in house. That's why the tie came to that's why the decision came to a split decision. Yeah. Because they, we can't lose all those belts. That's a, that's a bit that's a bit slimy, bro. It's slimy. I, I can't lie, man. I I, I wouldn't Nah, man, <laughs> that's dead. Yeah. That's dead, bro. But yeah, I get, I, I get what you mean. It, may, it makes the most sense. But we, I think, if Cholo had like about a few belts, if he had the IBA, no, so the IBF, sorry, mm. and he had like the no, the WBO, WBA, mm. WBA belt, and the other guy had the WBC belt, it could have been okay. We still got a few belts here, a few organizations here. We have to always negotiate. We can mm. have different fights. If you go and take the whole division overseas, that division's kind of dead for them. Yeah, yeah. So then they're going to be like, okay, let's go focus on another division, a lesser weight where we have more belts in, in our stable center yeah. or in our stable, in our, in our shores that we can focus on. Yeah. So it's like they have to do it, kind of. But even that, like, you know, who can he fight next is the case of what's going to happen. Who, who, who are they going to fight next? Obviously, they can do the rematch. Yeah. But there's other people in the division who's going to want their title shot. Is this the first time these two have fought? This is the first fight. Okay. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be a rematch. Okay. For sure. Yeah, because it was a draw as well. Because it was a draw. Be a, but um, sometimes draws, they also leave a blemish on your record. Mm. And no one likes a blemish. Because there's always going to be the person hanging over your head. So you either go and fight the person again, or you'd be like, you know what? I can't beat this guy right now. Let me go and get some other fights in me and then come back to this fight. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna move on to another fight of of the night. Um, Romero versus Yigit or Yigit. Yeah. I think it's Yigit, but yeah, like I said, pronunciations, <laughs> mad thing. I'm not trying to be offensive to whoever the guy is. I think it's Yigit, but yeah, all right, Yigit. Come, I'm sticking with that. And if it's wrong, nah, never mind. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so what do you think of this fight as well? See, this for me. It wouldn't be someone's favourite fight because of what it was, mm. but it was my favourite fight of the night because what it can lead to. Okay, what do you, what do you mean by mean by that? So this division is the light, heavy, lightweight division. Yeah. And it's a weight where there's so many stars in that division mm-hmm. and people holding different belts. And Ramiro is, he's an up and coming fighter. He's just won his 14th fight straight on the bounce. No defeats. 
But he fought last night. For me, it was the most awkward looking fight of the sequence. He was just so... He, he was ducking into punches and moving. And then he was knocking the guy down. But it wasn't clean. Yeah, like... He wasn't a clean boxer. When I was watching it, it was like... Like... He was, he was like, coming at him from, like, weird angles, yeah? But, like, when he would throw a punch, it's like he's, like, charging at him. So, like, he's kind of, like... Yeah. But, like... Like, almost almost like he's pushing him, but not, like, actually pushing him. But yeah. it's the momentum of his movements that's kind of, like, pushing the guy to the ground. Like, there was a couple of times where he kind of just threw him to yeah. the ground. He chucked him on the floor. It, even the ref was like, no, it's not a knockdown. It's not a knockdown. Like, it, it, I don't know. It may, is that how he normally fights, or was this just a... I mean, this is the first time I've seen the guy fight fully okay. to an extent, but it's like, based on that performance last night, mm. it wasn't a clean victory for me. Obviously, he got the result of a seven-round TKO, yeah, which was deserving. He did win the fight, but it's the manner in how he won the fight and how he style was. It's very like, are you fighting or are you just like a sluggish boxer? Mm. You just hitting him and just pushing on the floor, but you're not actually showcasing your skill set. Did that make it? Do you think the the way he fights does it just make it awkward for his opponent? In this in this case, it was Yigit. Like for some, he, did, he didn't know what how to like counteract what he was doing because it's so unorthodox what he's like doing for some boxes it could be awkward for yeah. some boxes it'd be like this guy is such a novice I yeah, can yeah, take yeah. advantage of him mm-hmm. one punch and he's going to go swinging on yeah. the, onto the canvas night time yeah, yeah so it's like he won that fight and in his post interview straight after the fight he was calling up other fighters in the boxing mm-hmm. world of that division a noticeable star that's making the, the money in that division he's got the belts as well and he's got a good backing team promotion behind him in Mayweather is Javante Davis mm. and he's won 25 fights yeah. off the bounce and he's fought a few people that are noticeable um, fighters and he's a hard hitting boxer mm-hmm. now you put that against, up against him I don't think you can whatever that stone will punch from the Davis 42 well mm. and I feel like for him to call him out last night was a bit of a big move and I think even when he was getting interviewed the guy was like are you sure you're ready for that sort of fight because like 14 against 25 but I feel, wins. Like, I feel like as a boxer yeah, you know like you bro, believe in yourself and plus that's probably the biggest payday isn't it like, yeah in yeah, that division because, yeah so he's probably like look give me the fight now and then while I'm on top because last thing you want is to have like a Joshua situation you yeah. you take the Andy Ruiz fight thinking it's, it's just a filler fight yeah. in the middle now you lost yeah. Now it becomes a bigger problem. I have to fight him again. And, <laughs> yeah. and then like, yeah, yeah. So you're kind of just like, bro, give me the main fight. Let me do it. If I lose, I lose. But if I beat him, then I'm on top now. Like, I'd rather just take it now. But the like, thing is with boxing as well, and you're, you're, just to add on to what you're saying there, yeah. it's like, when you go against the big money fights, mm-hmm. yeah, you can't never lose. You can lose in the ring, but financially you won't lose. Yeah, yeah. That's why they want it. So that's why they want it. Yeah, yeah. So it makes sense because he's like, you know what? Like you said, he's on top now. He's won all the fights. If I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose someone that's actually good. Yeah, yeah. than Andy Ruiz. No disrespect. Like, obviously, Andy Ruiz. But no, no one expected that. that. This this big belly boy coming, <laughs> coming and fighting, yeah. And Joshua getting knocked out. We're like, whoa, what the flip is going on? And exactly. Like it, no it one is is a stain on the uh, Joshua's record, isn't it? But we're 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 not talking about that guy. We'll right get now, to that, yeah. But like, yeah, it's like for me, I think it was too soon for him to call out Davis like that. Yeah. Obviously, you want to put your name out there. Of course, you want to have your big day mm. in Vegas, but too soon for me to him to do that. 
Good fighter. Um, I think for him, he's got a lot to work on. I yeah. think the TKO was deserving, but he's got a lot to work on. I don't think he can do that against any other opponent. Yeah. For sure, I think he'll get caught out and he started fighting. So he's got a lot of work to do in terms of, you know, to be an just established clean, person in that clean, division. Cleaner and like his style. And all yeah, because if you don't improve like, yourself, you become a gatekeeper inside that division. Mm. Someone that's just to build up your, your, your stat pad. Oh, to, get, yeah, to, yeah. to build up your whole like you know I'm in this division who can I fight just to look, increase my record here yeah, yeah. he'll become that guy okay. so you got to be really careful with it like oh, like uh, um, Broner he's yeah. become that guy uh, yeah he went from he, he was he in a similar the guy. situation and, he went from the guy he was had, pulling out everyone as there well we go. It, so, he mean, was the guy yeah, had yeah. the bust up with Marcus Maidana then it kind of just meant, messed him up mentally and he hardly gets a fight now and then mm. Yeah, so but it happens. Speaking of um, Javante Davis that you mentioned, like, um, who if if Romero if it's too early for him to fight Javante Davis, who do you think Davis should be looking at as his next like sort of fight? See that division is stacked, and it's so close in between. You know, the one thirty division, the one thirty five, and the one forty. Mm. So you can move quite a bit. Yeah, but. Anyone can have a fight in that division at any different size based on what they're comfortable in fighting. But where I'll say everyone should be fighting at is probably at the 135 or 140 mm. sort of things. And in that class, you got Haney, you got Garcia, you got Lemonchenko, mm. and you got Lopez. Yeah. Now, these guys got good records and they've got noticeable wins. Yeah. You know, Haney got one over last week, last month, sorry over Linez mm. you know Garcia got Campbell where people thought you know what this guy can he hold a, can he hold a punch can yeah. he take on can he have that resilience to be like okay you know I got I got down knocked down can I get back up yeah. and he showed and proved to people I'm not less a pretty boy who's just gonna come here and box and not do anything like I can actually hold myself up like I can actually hold a punch I can actually win a game when I'm going knocked down yeah. then you got Lopez who has absolutely got a left cannon of a left hand on him. Mm. He can actually box and he beat Lemonchenko. Now, Lemonchenko now, he, there was a time where everyone thought this guy is the man. Yeah. He could fight both ways, Southpaw and Orthodox. So it's like, they call him the Matrix. That's his nickname, the Matrix guy, because mm. he can do everything and move around. But he lost a fight. And it's like, he hasn't really got back to his groove yet. He's still finding his way. Yeah. But I think he'll be back. But I feel like when it comes to these guys, anyone can fight anyone. But for Vante Davis, I want to see Garcia fight him. I right. think that'll be a big money payday fight. But having said that, it's too soon because of the money's not right and the hype's not there for the yet to the right. greatest extent. Right, I want to um, break it down that that question more in in the sense of like, okay, which fight is the fight that the people want to see, and which fight do you think would be the best matchup for Javante Davis? If I swear oh, that way. Oh, 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 like which like I think the, the fight that, I think yeah. the fight that people want to see mm-hmm. is again Davis versus Garcia. Okay, that's that's gonna be a big, big household name. You're bringing Americans, the South Americans, who, Mexican fans who love boxing. The more logical fight mm. that makes sense 
would probably be Devin Haney okay. against Devontae Davis, but it would be the most difficult fight to make. They're all difficult fights to make, but it would be harder because Devin Haney's under a different motor than oh, Eddie Hearns. That same same stuff in boxing every single yeah. time, man. That's so lame, but yeah. Um, what about what about Garcia? Is that a different? Um, well, obviously he's Mexican, so it's that yeah, completely different. I mean, Danny Garcia is under. Um, I think he's under Golden Golden Boy Promotions, which is Oscar De La Hoya. Mm. Now, Oscar De La Hoya, if I, if I believe he's on that um, promotion, is uh, but Dominic can check and let me know if that's correct. Yeah, Statsman, Statsman, Statsman in the back. Ryan Garcia's promotion. Let's see it. But yeah, continue anyway. But I feel like if he's on by us, because he's quite close with, um, yeah, so he's under Golden Boy with his motor being um, Oscar De La Hoya. Thank you for reassuring yeah, me that it's that done, guy. Done, yeah. Come on. <laughs> so, but the thing is, going back to that, is that Oscar De La Hoya, Oscar De La Hoya has a problem with Mayweather, given their fight they had years ago, and they've always had a tit-for-tat oh, argument oh, against oh, each other. Man. So it's like, you want to fight this guy, but your boss, your mother, doesn't like this guy. Oh, he doesn't want to work for this guy. Why is he acting like a jealous ex, man? Just <laughs> let the fight happen, man. We're just, we're just, like, you know what I mean? Like, fight, they're, they're right now looking at fights like Jake Paul and all the this and they're um, saying but like this that's is why. entertaining. But this is why, because there's so much politics in the boxing of the actual elite fighters that you've got guys like Logan Paul coming and clowning up the whole place. So it's like, yeah, it's what can you do? Mm. Like, but going back to it, it's like, I think Devin Haney and Davis is what should happen. What people want to happen is the Garcia versus Davis. Why do, why do you think um, Haney and Davis should happen? What do you, is it because they're both Americans? Easy both to American, up and, up, but then it could have been up, but Devin Haney decided to go and sign with Matchroom. Oh, what, what's, the, what's the issue with Matt Matt Just, with UK that's, that's Eddie Hearns' uh, banner Eddie Hearns' uh, promotion uh. so again it goes back to the point of do you want this to lose these belts to go overseas yeah <laughs> you see like people don't want to do that mm. so it's like what makes it easier is if Oscar De La Hoya and maybe put away their differences and make the fight against Ryan Garcia and Devontae Davis happen mm. That's what that's what it's going down to. Yeah. Or they can just give Romero a chance and just <laughs> knock him out and then you know it. Just move on to the next and move one. In, move in, move to the next one. That, that was, Lopez, Lopez, I think, could get in, could throw his hat in there. But I don't think Lemochenko's going to let him go or having a rematch again. Yeah. So it kind of cuts him out of the elimination process of mm. they won't be, he, he won't be fighting him anytime soon. But yeah. That's probably why he's... Um, well, uh, Romero's making all this noise right now, isn't it? Because he's like, because he wants he knows. to get in there quick. Yeah, like, get in there quick. And he knows that my promotion team hasn't got any problem. Hmm. I'm the most easiest fight you can make. Yeah. I'm not the best fighter out amongst them, but I'm the easiest fight you can make. Yeah. So he knows he's throwing his, his name in there. But even saying that, if you get rid of Davis, my thing is you've got four fighters there or five fighters there who in that same division who can fluctuate and move around. Yeah. And you can still fight. And also you've got fighters in other classes that's just a bit lower in Santa who can fight as well. Yeah. And also you can throw in the hat or go back into 130. Adrian Boyle can come back and fight in there. 
Yeah, that's the division. He, that's the division he was comfortable, most comfortable in. Has, has that guy still even got any like um, credit? Like, do people still rate him for him to? Go- See, I'm I'm asking you the question, yeah, and you're smiling. That's how I know. That's how I know. No one rates this guy anymore, bro. But I can't lie. Adrian Brown is one of the funniest guys I've ever seen. He used to be the man. Like he used to. He's going to be the the successor to Mayweather. But it's like he's become this guy where it's like I'm only going to fight for money. Yeah, yeah. But if you're not winning fights, how can you do it? He he won his last fight. Yeah, it wasn't too convincing. He won his last fight, but it was the same sort of Adrian Brunner we've seen before. Who's not trying to box? He's just trying to do a few rounds here and there and get get away with it. Mm. He is kind of like the boxing version of Mario Balotelli. Talented yeah. fighter, could have been great. Not there. Hair's not there. Oh, could have okay. been great, but hair's not there. Makes sense. Makes sense. But um. Yeah, but all these fighters here, like uh, Haney's, Garcia, they could all fight amongst themselves and just ignore um, Davis if they want to. Because they can all they can all hold a good main event in themselves. Yeah. So why not do it? I would I would love to see a Haney versus um, Ryan Garcia. I would love to see a Haney versus Lopez. Do you know what it is? I just love to see Haney fight because Haney is my guy oh, in that division. Okay. He's my guy in that division. In that division, I think he is the guy for me. Like, he can fight. Ryan Garcia, I still see a bit more from him, mm-hmm. but he's shown a lot in that last fight. Like, he was really resilient. He really was like, getting off the canvas, going again. He showed that I can brawl. I'm not just going to stand and just throw quick hands. Yeah. I can brawl. I've got a chin on me. And he showed that. So, I've got to give him a bit more respect, but can he do it against other fighters that are a bit more aggressive we just have to wait and see for that one really but um, let me ask you a question Dominic yeah you watched the fights yesterday yeah what do you make obviously you're kind of new to boxing what did you make of boxing when you saw it in comparison to UFC um for me when it comes to boxing I feel like because it's like three minute rounds and it's like every round is so short so a lot happens within like these rounds like it's like fast pace is like quick boxing like like um you have to pick up on loads of little things to like be able to like if i'm if i'm a casual fan i'm sitting at home there's no way i can score what's going on because like, mm-hmm. it's so fast and so quick you're kind of just watching the round next thing you know rounds rounds done yeah then you're moving on next round next round next round next round it's kind of it's harder to pick up on who's like um in the lead or whatever and then when it comes to obviously unless someone else someone's getting knocked down or yeah. like something like that then it's obvious to see okay this guy is winning or not winning sort of thing but mm-hmm. um, yeah for me as like a novice in when I say novice I mean novice man. <laughs> I only watch AJ fight let me not even lie ah, let me not that. lie that is like that's my um, like uh, like knowledge as far as it extends in it like mm-hmm. because yeah and obviously Mayweather fights I've seen like all, all those fights in the past but yeah, in, in terms of just boxing in general, it's more like, it's a lot more fast-paced than trying to understand what's going on quick and then seeing why a um, judge might score it one way or the other. Like, mm. that's where I'm trying to get my understanding so I can have more of a, like, overall understanding of what's going on during the fight. I think it's going to be, I think what it is is that, obviously we just had the COVID, the pandemic, and not a lot of sports have actually happened, but yeah. in terms of boxing-wise, but... As time goes along and as the podcast grow, grows grow, grows more and expands and stuff, 
you're gonna see more fights and you're gonna realize you know what there's a there's a sweet science to this and there's, there's a lot of technical things and why it's stop and start and why it's only three minute rounds and why you know things happen in certain ways because it's from boxing where you get the UFC from like it's, it's, it's that's where combat sport was initially from and then it goes to UFC so you're going to see some similarities in it mm. but having said that as well like I'm going to learn through this whole experience a bit more about UFC through you so yeah. and you're the guy who got me into it so it's going to be a thing where we bounce off each other a lot and it's going to be absolutely crazy and you know bringing in some special guests and events down the line is going to be crazy too and hopefully hopefully like obviously the listeners as well you guys will learn from us and also will learn from you because I I'm just waiting for the first comment. I'm waiting for the first comment for someone to say something. Wow. Like, you man don't know what the hell you're talking about. I can see that, but... <laughs> As I was saying, like, right, you know, it's Monday morning. I just got up. Like, what's going on, fam? I didn't even have my coffee or nothing this morning. Nope. But, but that's what that's what I want. And I want people to... I like I like people's strong opinions. I like people who, like, um, believe what they say and just present it to us so that it question it makes us question what we actually think in it that's yeah what because like we're like again we're not we're not experts in yeah, this field exactly none of us are touch the ring fully and mm-hmm. it's like we're putting our opinion out there on on a dish roof of the hard hits podcast we want to know what your opinion is so we can actually collaborate and put things together and be like, okay this person said this and take a period we can do like a question period where it's like you know this person said this at this about this fight and we could actually you guys can throw us questions, we can throw you guys comments back and we can go back and forth and add to, you know, the experience of the podcast because we want to be interactive with you too. Yeah, exactly. So um, on that note, we're going to um, close off the podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, make sure you follow us on all the socials, hard on Twitter, Instagram, Hard Hits Podcast, and um, make sure to share this with a friend, share this with anyone you know who's interested in um, combat sports, even if they're not interested. Maybe they just want to have a laugh or learn some learn something new. So um, yeah, thank you for listening, and peace. Peace.